Hey, Way Church, welcome to my living room, our living room. So excited that you are joining us today for our first ever Sabbath Sunday, which our Sabbath Sundays are just a time for all of the volunteers at Way Church uh, to get a Sunday off, but also for those of you who just attend and are, are a part of the Way Church family to uh, just spend today with your friends and your family. And today I'm joined with a bunch of my friends and my family here in our living room. And we're just gonna open up God's word together like we would at 900 Gallatin Avenue, except we're doing it uh, with our family's friends in our living rooms. And so if you have your Bibles and you wanna turn with us to the book of Psalms, uh, we're gonna look at Psalms chapter 63. And uh, we're gonna read verse eight in just a few minutes. I hope that you had an amazing Christmas. One of the traditions that we had growing up in my house around Christmas time was my parents would sit us down and they would tell us what our word for the new year uh, was going to be or, or is going to be. Um, did any of you guys have the same uh, tradition? Um, my parents always seemed to get a different word than I did growing up. You know, I was like, I want more fun. I want more money. I want more candy. You know, my parents were like, you need more discipline. <laughs> uh, so the words were always different. Um, and as I've now become an adult and we've started our own family, um, we always seek the Lord together around this time and just ask God, God, what is it that you want 2024 to be about? Is there a word? And sometimes there has been a word, uh, other times there hasn't been a word. And so we never like try to force it if we're praying and, and we don't get a word. We're not just like going through the Bible randomly and selecting a word. But this year, uh, Maddie and I really felt like God put a word on our family's heart for our family, but then uh, also it's the same word for our church. And that's the word pursuit, which the definition of the word pursuit is to follow with an intention to catch. Uh, I love that, an intention to catch. And so um, the New King James Version has this really beautiful way of putting Psalm 63 verse eight. It says, my soul follows hard after thee. My soul pursues the Lord. My soul follows hard after thee. And that's what I want to just take a few minutes and talk about this morning or this evening, depending on when you're watching this. Um, it's afternoon today. Let's pray though, before we jump in. God, thank you so much for uh, Christmas and um, all the memories that we made. Thank you for what you're doing. God, we just praise you for what you've done uh, in our families, in our community, in our church in 2023. Uh, but we also believe that you wanna do more in 2024. And so we raise our level of expectation. We're excited uh, and we just can't wait to see what you're gonna do this year. We love you in Jesus' name, amen. amen. So I fly quite a bit. Uh, in 2023, I was on 52 airplanes. Uh, which is too many. My, Maddie has let me know that is too many. So 2024 will not be a 52 airplane year. But one of the airplanes that I was on recently, I was flying from Minneapolis back to Nashville and I'm on this plane. And um, because I fly so much, I regularly will get upgraded for free on the flights. It's, it's one of the only perks of flying that much. And so I get upgraded to first class and I'm sitting next to this man. And typically when I get on the plane, I, I always like to try to start 
start some sort of a conversation with the person that I'm, I'm sitting next to. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, a lot of times I'll pop the, the, you know, the AirPods in, but I try to at least say, hi, how are you? And just, you know, what's your name? My name's Noah, and just see what happens from there. And so I do that with this man, conversation kind of dies, put the AirPods in, and um, someone comes out over the intercom on the plane and makes an announcement. And I wasn't paying attention to the announcement until the guy next to me stands up and starts waving his hands to all the people that are clapping for him on the airplane. So I, I ditched the AirPods and I catch the very end of the, the final bit of the announcement where they're saying that this person next to me, whatever his name was, had flown 2 million miles with the same air, airline in his life. A little context. Um, to fly a million miles on an airline is a pretty huge deal. They often celebrate that, like Southwest celebrates it, Delta celebrates it. We're on a Delta flight, I'm a, I'm a Delta guy. Um, and so we're on this Delta flight and they're like two million miles, like very few people in the world have hit two million miles on an airplane. That means that you are on an airplane three, four, five times a week for a long time. And so everybody's clapping and he, he's waving, sits down. And I'm like, wow, man, two million miles. And he kind of laughed to himself, but then he said this, this statement that he wasn't meaning to be sad, but came across really sad. He goes, yeah, it's weird that these people are clapping for the thing that I have the most regret about. Mm. And I was like, man. And I just think that the world that we live in right now tends to celebrate the wrong things. We are so easily tempted to chase and pursue the wrong things. Mm. Because when we pursue the wrong things, often we get the loudest claps. Mm. We get people who are going, that's amazing. You should grind harder. You should build more. You should make more. You should do all these things that by themselves aren't inherently bad, but they become bad when the pursuit of those things replace the pursuit of the right things. Yeah. And so 2024, I really feel like is a year in our life and in our church's life where we are being called to pursue the right things. What is pursuing the right things? I think the most obvious thing that we have to pursue as a church is the Lord. Um, if the only time we're pursuing the Lord is when our church doors are open, we are not going to be the kind of church that we wanna be. Uh, when people come to Way Church on a Sunday, our prayer is that when they look around the room and go, man, this church is worshiping, this church is chasing the Lord, what they're actually witnessing and experiencing is an overflow of the pursuit that's happening in private. Yeah. It's an mm -hmm. overflow of the pursuit that's happening around our living rooms with our families, in our prayer closets, at our kitchen tables on Monday mornings. Our prayer is that when people come in, they go, something is different about this place and that difference would be the faith that's being cultivated in private. There's a genuine pursuit of the Lord. I wrote it down this way. I don't wanna be a great leader, but a bad Christian. I don't wanna be a great dad, but a bad son. I don't wanna be somebody who is focused on a growing church or a church that checks all the right boxes, but I have a dying soul. Um, I wanna be someone whose pursuit of the Lord is the main thing. One of the things that I've noticed growing up as a pastor's kid, uh, my grandfather was a pastor, my dad is a pastor, is 
it was pretty common for um, some of the older saints at our church to also be the most cynical people at the church. Uh, not always. There were a lot of times where there would just be an older saint at the church who loved the Lord, who was on fire for Jesus. Uh, but that only happens with a constant pursuit of the Lord. The difference between somebody who's been following Jesus for a long time, who's even more in love with Jesus, versus someone who's been following Jesus for a long time, who seems further away from Jesus when they started, is they didn't give up pursuing the Lord. I want to be more in love with Jesus tomorrow than I am today. I want to be more in love with the church tomorrow than I am today. I want to be more in love with my spouse tomorrow than I am today. All of these things are rooted in, am I pursuing the Lord? Am I chasing after him? Psalms 3410 says, the young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. The scripture we read just a second ago, Psalms 63, 8, my soul follows hard after thee. Lamentations 3.25, the Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. The Bible is really clear that we should be people who pursue God. But a side product of our pursuit of the Lord is a desire or a curiosity from other people to also pursue the Lord. There's this story um, in the Old Testament where the queen of Sheba saw something different in Solomon. Uh, and what she was seeing, she couldn't articulate it in the moment, but she saw an excellence. She saw a heart for Jesus, a heart for God that was so different from anything else that she had seen that it actually led to her being curious about what Solomon had. I think that's what we're called to be in the city of Nashville, a place that's not better than other places. We don't puff our chest out. We're just a place that's pursuing the Lord and letting the chips fall where they may and allowing the curiosity of the city to go, man, I don't have joy, but those people do. What do they have? You know, I don't have peace, but those people do. What do they have? And when they come, they're going to meet people who still have messes, who are not perfect, but they're going to see some people who are pursuing after the Lord. I'm reminded that um, the presence of God is the ultimate gift that we have. Uh, if you were to tell an Israelite in the Old Testament that we could just talk to God anytime we wanted, they would have thought that was the most incredible thing ever. Because for them to have a relationship with God, they had to kill their goat or their cow or their sheep, whatever they needed to sacrifice to pay for whatever sin they had made. And then it had to go through a high priest. It had to go through somebody else. Faith was not a personal thing for them. And so today in 2023, if we were able to have a coffee conversation with one of these Israelites, they would think we are the most blessed people ever, that we can just open up our mouth and call on God's name and he'll be there. They would think that we're the most blessed people ever, that when we mess up or sin, we can just ask for forgiveness. I don't want to take for granted the miracle of the presence of God that we have. I want to be somebody who pursues the Lord. A.W. Tozer said this, get on fire for God and men will come and watch you burn. I hope that as we consecrate ourselves to the Lord in 2024, the city of Nashville will come and watch us burn. So there's a pursuit of God. That's the first thing I think we're called to pursue. And um, the, the last thing that I'll, I'll say on it is uh, in Matthew 8, 23, 
there's this story where Jesus is asleep in a storm. Uh, you're probably familiar with that story. It's one of my favorite Bible stories. He's asleep in the storm and the disciples are not asleep. They're very freaked out. You know, they're, they're throwing things at Jesus. Like, get up, man. Like this storm is crazy. And Jesus just seems so not worried. And then you fast forward to the garden of Gethsemane and he's in a much more peaceful place. And in that place, the disciples are the ones who are asleep and Jesus is the one that's on edge. And I think what God's been speaking to me through those two stories is that we are often most panicked in the places that we should be the most at peace. Mm -hmm. And we are often most at peace in the places we should be the most panicked. I think a lot of times when life goes really good, we're actually tempted when we're in the garden seasons of life to fall asleep when we should be pursuing the Lord, because it's often in the good seasons of life that we let personal boundaries slip. We let personal discipline slip. We let our relationship with God slip. And it's often in the storms of life where we're like, I need God. I've got to pursue God. I, I've got to be at church. I've, I've got to be. And I, and I just have felt over and over and over again that God is reminding me just because things are good does not mean you should stop pursuing me. And so I want to be a church. I want to be a community of people who don't allow our pursuit of God to go up and down with our season. But we're always known for being in the presence of God. Number two, um, I think our, our church is called to pursue people. Pursue people. Um, and what I mean by that is, is shepherding people. So one of the things that has been a massive um, blessing in the last three, four months, I guess four months as a church, is um, we've grown really quickly, uh, a lot quicker than even we had hoped we would grow. Um, our weekly attendance in November and December was over 300 people, which is um, mind-blowing to me. And uh, one of the things that comes with that is there's a danger of people not getting connected at our church now. We didn't have that danger in the beginning. In the beginning, if someone was new, everybody knew they were new. You know, when we were just gathering in our house doing a Bible study, it was like if a new person walked in the door, they were meeting every single person because there were six of us, you know. Um, but now we're at the place where you could come for a month or maybe two months and you might not ever meet somebody, you might not ever get connected with somebody. And our heart at Way Church is we do not want that to happen. Um, we're praying that God would raise up a heart for people on the fringes. Uh, one of the things that Jesus was known for was going to the person that was on the fringe, going to the, the lonely person, going to the person that was on the outskirts. And we've experienced such great community since starting Way Church from the people in this room to the people that are watching right now. Uh, we want that for other people. We actually believe that community will lead to people wanting to know Christ. Mm -hmm. We're launching way groups in a couple weeks. And our prayer, our desire, our vision for those way groups is that more people will accept Christ in living rooms than in our gatherings. Mm -hmm. That only happens when we as a church, the members of the church say, you know what? I'm not just gonna be a spectator. I'm gonna be a participator. God open my eyes while I'm at church on Sunday to who I need to include. Open my eyes to who I need to ask to coffee. Open my eyes to see the people that haven't been here in a couple weeks. You know, one of the things that God has done over and over and over again in my quiet time as I'm pursuing him is he'll just drop a name on my mind. 
you know, drop a name in my heart. Oftentimes it's somebody who uh, I haven't seen in a few weeks and I might feel led to just go, hey man, I miss you. Haven't seen you in a couple of weeks. How are you doing? And I've just been blown away by how many times those promptings have led to someone opening up and going, man, you know what? I'm going through this, this, and this. And, and I really could use prayer. Haven't been around because I've been struggling with shame or X, Y, and Z. Imagine if there was a church of 300 people who were like, I want to do that for the people that God's called me to do that. Mm-hmm. Instead of just going, you know what? I, you know, Pastor Noah, Maddie, the, the, the team at Way Church, we'll let them shepherd the people. Imagine what would happen if we were like, you know what? I'm in a small group. I'm going to help shepherd community in my small group. I'm gonna help shepherd community with the people that I serve with each and every week. I think what would happen is we would quickly develop the reputation for the most loving place on the planet, which is what I think the church is called to be. I think we've done an amazing job of that to this point. It's one of the things that people have said that they love about our church. We just want, as we grow bigger, to stay small. And that only happens if we can pursue people. Lastly, The third thing that I feel like we're called to pursue is to pursue improvement. Um, What I mean by that is not we're going to give everybody a self-help book on January 7th. Uh, I'm fine with self-help books. I've read a lot of them. And uh, at Waychurch, we don't have a culture of perfection, but we do have a culture of improvement. Um, We want to improve as a church. We want to improve our systems, we want to improve our experience. But what I'm talking about is improving ourselves, um, improving our daily disciplines, improving our priorities, improving in the areas that we know God is speaking to us to improve in individually. Just to give you an example of this, um, when Maddie and I had our son Lion, I remember thinking before Lion was born that I had no time. I was like, man, my life is full. I was like, I am a busy guy. And then I had my son Lion, and I was like, what have I been doing with my time? It was wild. And I'm a pretty disciplined guy. Like, I, you know, um, ever since I was 22 years old, there have been a handful of times that I haven't gotten up early, that I haven't opened up my Bible. Like, I love it. Like, I, like I've developed that discipline. But when we had Lion, our first kid, it was a fight for me to get into our living room and open up the Word of God because I was tired. Uh, I was cranky. You know, I got a kid screaming. I'm learning how to burp a baby. I'm learning how to change diapers. All these things are, are, are pushing for my time. And um, I remember like six weeks into it, having skipped more quiet times than I had in the previous six years of my life. And I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me in that moment that, that Noah, this isn't going to get easier. You've got to get better. Mm-hmm. And for me, the personal challenge was, bro, go to bed. Yeah. Go to bed earlier. Stop watching Netflix till 11 o'clock at night and then staying up with your kid and not creating time for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe you're watching this and maybe it's that exact thing. It's like, I've got to get better with my time or I've got to get better with my disciplines or I've got to get better with um, with what God's calling me to do, but I really believe God's, God's calling us to actively pursue improvement. Basically, what we mean by that is being a good steward of what God has put in our hands. One of my favorite scriptures is Ephesians chapter 4, 
verse 11 through 13. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. Verse 12, to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. One of the things that's going to be a big emphasis in 2024 at our church is discipleship. Um, we're going to see that play out in a bunch of different avenues, a bunch of different vehicles. But as you follow Jesus, what you're called to do, whether you are an evangelist, a prophet, a teacher, whatever calling God has given you in the kingdom of God, um, it, it, he lists all these things. Paul lists all of these callings and then says their purpose is to equip others. And so our goal as we begin to follow Jesus is to disciple others and to equip them, but we can't equip them with something that we don't first have. We can't lead someone someplace that we haven't first been. And what I've learned is the hardest person to lead is your boy. The hardest person to lead is yourself. And so I, I feel challenged that the area of pursuit um, and the improvement of pursuit uh, that God wants to do in me is leading myself. I got to lead myself better in 2024 if, if I'm going to do what God has called me to do. So we got pursuit of God, pursuit of people, and pursuit of improvement. This is what I feel like God is calling us to in 2024. We've had 109 people give their life to Jesus so far, which is amazing. Um, we have now 146 people who are on the serve team at Way Church, which is crazy. If you had told me we had 146 people attend a day service at Way Church three months ago, I would have flipped a table. And now we have 146 people serving. Um, I want to pursue, last, last thought, a higher level of expectation. I don't want to be the guy who gets to heaven and God go, I could have done more if you had believed for more. I could have done more if you had expected more. I'm not going to let God catch my expectations slipping again. 2023 was amazing, but I'm believing that as we pursue God, pursue people, pursue improvement, that we're going to look back and go, man, 2024 was a year that blew our minds. God is good. Not Wade Church is good. Not we are good. God is good. Can we pray? God, thank you so much for your presence. We're so grateful that we get to serve a God who um, we don't just pursue, but actually pursues us. We pray that in 2024, we'd be able to pursue you, pursue your people, and pursue, uh, pursue improvement in the areas that we're called to steward. God, we just want to be closer to you. We want to love people better, and we want to serve you well. That's our heart's desire here at Way Church. Where there was no way, there is one now, and we're believing that in 2024, you're going to continue to make ways. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us. And uh, we will see you in person January 7th, 9 o'clock, 1030. We're starting a brand new series on the book of James. It's called Walk It Like I Talk It. And uh, we can't wait to see you guys there.